Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Morning. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Glad everybody's here. Let's go around the room and check in, which is what we do to start every single show. This next person got AirPods as a gift for Father's Day, and according to him, they're brand new, and they've blown them away. He didn't know they existed, actually. Here he is. Producer Eddie. Hey, guys. I brought you that chicken the other day. My chicken business is booming. I already got four orders, and I'm thinking of different ways to make more money, and I came up with it. Genius, genius ways to make more money. Are you, can you call your own self a genius? That's just a weird thing. You can well, say a genius way. Yeah, genius way. A, okay, go ahead. Like I was in the shower and it came to me. I'm like, this is amazing. For an extra $5, I'll cut it for you. Right? If you order it normally, it's just whole. For an extra 5 bucks, I'll cut it for you. I don't hate it. That's what I'm talking about. I don't about. know that it's genius, but I don't hate it because it's been done at every restaurant in the history of time. But I do think it's a good offer. I'm not done. Oh, there's more. For an extra $5 on oh top of that. It's going to be a $40 chicken. So if you want it cut. Exactly. And I will send you a video of the chicken being smoked. What? For how much? An extra five bucks. That, there's no, that's why? not worth that. You should throw that in anyway. Hold it. But why would you want but that? There's, no, there's more. more. There's, there's more. more. And more. then ten more dollars. Go ahead. It takes three and a half hours to four hours to smoke it. I will give you a link for an extra ten dollars and you can live stream your chicken smoking. Now, all that's funny. The live stream and the video... But that should be free as part of your, like, the, the novelty of it. Wait, well, it's going to take effort for me to be there and, like, set the camera up and okay. live stream it. The second things are funny, but that's stupid. No? The cutting <laughs> is actually pretty decent if you'll cut the chicken. It's good A chicken. Live stream I hate link? to admit the chicken's really good because he's obsessed with it now. It's really good chicken. Also, I heard you're, like, asking for, like, naughty pictures from people here in the building. No, no, for, all I'm saying. Morgan, what did you hear Eddie talking about? Like, who saw him? Eddie talking to Ryan McKitty? About like sexy pictures. Yeah, who did it? Was that was it you that saw it? Oh, it was yeah. Abby. It was Abby. Abby, will you talk about that? Yeah, I was going to my car and he was like, "Hey, McKitty, can you send me those sexy pics?" And I was like, "What?" So he apparently McKitty bought one of them and he had it for dinner, but he had like two pretty blonde girls over. Boom. And so he wanted him to send him pictures of the girls eating it. What? 
for yourself? No. No, no, no. I didn't what? say that. Let me tell the whole story. I was like, while you guys are eating it, if you can get videos of the girls eating it and saying like, oh my gosh, this chicken's so good, and then tag me on Instagram and I'll repost it. It's for the chicken business. You just want to see the chicks. No, I don't. But why do you call them sexy pictures? Because like, you know, like sex no, sells. Know. Yeah, sex sells. You know what I'm saying? I mean, here's so, the... Well, how, uh, ch the chickens are how much? 20 bucks a pop. If you want to cut, it's five extra, 25. And then to watch it streamed, obviously another 10. I mean, yeah, it'd be like 30 bucks. Yeah. I would never want to watch a stream <laughs> of a chicken. It's three oh, and a half hour stream, dude. It's a lot of content. And sure. it's cool because it starts like raw, you know, but then you slowly see it get cooked. It's how do you amazing. put the camera? How do you, does the camera not melt? I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I'm looking at that. How many chickens can you accept at one time? I think the most, I can probably do 10. A day? Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, my wife, she's at the end of the rope. She's like... You just started the business. I know. No, no. He even told me, he goes, dude, I'm only doing it one week, day a week. You can't order until Monday of the next... And I'm like... Well, if the demands are, you raise the price of the chicken. But my wife went grocery shopping. She didn't have room in the fridge for anything because there was all these chickens in there. <laughs> then you got to get a new fridge. That's why you need an investor. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to stick with this? Dude, we're going strong, so why wouldn't I? The total amount you've spent is? Spent? Yeah. On, on my chickens and yeah. everything? Probably $100. And how much have you made? About 120 So you've made $20 profit? Yeah, but I mean, it's the start of the business. Got it. Okay. Well, That's let, how it goes, right? He has turned into annoying. Like, you know how he used to do his reels and be annoying about it? Now all he does is his chicken talk, and it's about as annoying as the reels. Well, wait, but how much was your smoker? Did so, you already have that? I had that already. Oh. But I, I mean, I did buy it. it, but I had that. Keep us in the loop, and it's called uh, Producer Eddie's Smoking Hot Chicken. <laughs> smoking with an N, like apostrophe, you know, like smoking. Yeah. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the only thing more unlikely than this next person accepting reality when it comes to his fame is his favorite team, the Chicago Bears, actually winning a meaningful game. Here he is, Lunchbox. <laughs> Guys, I had a run-in altercation uh, with Old Dominion. They were at the NASCAR race this weekend. I was there, and I saw them filming something. And so I just start screaming at them, Old Dominion! Old Dominion! Do you not know their name? I mean, you've met them 20 times. Not well, even met. You've spent time with them. I know that a couple of them. Trip. Trip is in a band called Lanco. Yep, yep. Didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so I just started yelling at them. Dude, they video in their video, you hear me on their social media yelling at them, and then they bring the camera over to me to say what up. And I still don't know if they know who I was. They were just coming over, they thought I was a fan. What? Do you have the audio? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so the Taking a victory lap here pretty soon, but we just want to say thank you guys for having us here at NASCAR. Thanks for listening to our new music. EP's out now, so we're excited to come see us on the road. Celebrities hanging with celebrities. They had to know who you were at that's, that point. That's why they asked. I that think question. at that point they did, but okay. at the beginning, one of the guys was looking over like, "Who is this weirdo?" Yeah, it's hilarious because it's just you hear you coming from afar. It's like a train <laughs> coming down. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's good. All right, the next person you can catch her reading the morning corny for this show or listen to our Four Things podcast by going to iHeartRadio. Here she is, Amy. My Madam Alexander dolls arrived. 
the ones that my mom packed away in 1999. I didn't know when she packed these away. <laughs> she, acts, hold on, she acts like that's like so long. 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know when she boxed everything up, but she stuffed it with newspaper. And I pull it out, and it's the Austin American Statesman from 1999. And so that was the answer. I was like, wow. The year of our Lord, 1999. (laughs) And I have opened up every single box and looked at every single doll, and my kids are creeped out by them. They think they're very scary looking, but I'm ready to get them appraised. Yeah. Dr. Lauren, obviously. aren't you supposed to leave them uh, boxed though? I put them back in their box. No, no, I don't Ooh. think you're supposed well, to open them. You but my whole them. childhood, they were uh, lining the perimeter of my room. They've oh, already okay. been opened. Oh, okay, got I, it, thought, got I it, thought. Okay, right. My yeah, mom I, just saved the original boxes. This is my suggestion. I think we should It'd be hilarious. Are you going to take me as an investor before you get your number, or no? Okay, what's your investment? I'm just asking if there's an option to that. Options, yes. Okay. There's always options. I'm open. I like that money. Everybody's got a prize, Ted DiBiase. That being said, we need to give Dr. Lori another, let's wait till after the 4th of July, just because we got around on that coin prank. (laughs) Yeah, we need to straighten that up. Well, it's not straightened (laughs) up, it's just like let her have a little space, because I'm like, come on, Dr. Lori, prank, do the prank with me, do the prank with me. So, yeah, after 4th of July, we'll get her on and see what's up. Cool? Cool. No more pranks. I swear to God, no more promise? pranks. Promise? I promise. You got us good, all of us. Yeah, I promise. Good. You got us Dude, real good. I was so good. I was, for days. One of my buddies sent me some clips from Facebook where people were like, that was a bit. The whole show knew they were in on it. No, mm-hmm. no, no chance. No, I'm telling you guys. No, no, I was so mad. So dumb. I was like, I went home to my wife. I was like, how does he get so lucky that he gets his stupid coin yeah. and it's $100,000? Like, how? Like, yeah. how does that not happen to us at all ever? And then, but it didn't happen to me either, though. So. I know, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. at the time, I thought it did, and I was ticked. Raymundo, hit me up. From Mountain Pine, Arkansas. He's doing a bunch of comedy shows this year, so let's all tip a beer. Bobby Bones. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah, we did announce yesterday, uh, just following that up, we're adding Tulsa. Tickets go on sale on Friday at 10 a.m., but a second show in Tampa and Wichita and Nashville, and we're doing the show in Austin. All the tickets go on sale Friday, 10 a.m. local time, but that's not what I'm talking about here. But we did those second shows, so scalpers couldn't charge a ton for tickets, so we're going to put uh, more out there. Uh, that being said, I will talk about my dog, Eller. We bought her this box of treats. It's a plastic tube. It's almost like a Pringles can full of long beef jerky dog treats, and we set it on the shelf. She's pretty smart. She's Husky Lab. No, Husky Hound. And she's learned to swipe things down, and what I did not know is last night she swiped it down, ate the whole thing, Every, every, I woke up and went into her room to take her out to go to the bathroom. Everyone's gone. The can's wide open. Amazing. Her stomach's going, just rumbling. So I took her out. She didn't use the bathroom, but I know when I get home today, it's going to be a bad day. Volcano. It's going to be a bad day. But I get it because I do that too. I have IBS. And so I would just eat something and go like, let's go. It's all here. I'm going to eat it all at once. Like, ah. But then afterward, I'm like, oh, my God, why did I do that? So that's the situation I'm dealing with. It just happened. I just wanted to share it. So it's relatable when the dog goes hard because she went ham on the whole thing. So, oh, so that's crazy. She so can get stupid. up there and, like, get it. It's No, yeah. she's so stupid that she ate the whole thing. I, like, I texted my wife. I was like, hey, did you happen to take all these out and put them in a plastic bag? So she went. Uh, she, was like, yeah. she was like, no. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be a bad day. <laughs> It's time for the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I've ended up in a tough situation after trying to surprise my girlfriend. 
Last week, I bought tickets to your com- comedically inspirational shows for my girlfriend's birthday. I was going to print them out and put them in a card as a surprise. And I was going to print them out from my email and had to use the shared desktop computer. When I went to pull up my email, she was still signed in. I didn't mean to snoop. But I noticed the top email was titled, Catch Up Soon. It was from her ex-boyfriend. I didn't open the email, but I couldn't help but read the first. <laughs> a lot of things were like, I didn't mean to. I couldn't help. I couldn't <laughs> That's help. That's funny. Yeah. I didn't open the email, but couldn't help but read the first line of the preview. It looks like they've been emailing a few times now. I can't help but thinking that she's planning on meeting up. She hasn't mentioned him at all. They were in a serious relationship, but it's been over five years since he's been in the picture. We've been dating for almost two years. I know I violated her privacy, but I can't stop thinking about it now. Should I bring it up or wait till she says something? Should I hold off on giving her the tickets? Signed, bothered B-team boyfriend. Well, first of all, you got to come to the show. Let's get that show. Yeah, 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 of course. That'll bring you back together. Why don't you two come up? We'll talk about it on the stage. Ooh, yes. <laughs> like, she doesn't know, and then we'll just kind of wow. we'll spring her on stage. Oh, gosh. That would be awesome. I don't even know what city they're coming to, but this is what I'm going to say. You did not do anything wrong as far as you didn't go snooping into her email. You did pull it up, and it was sitting there. Now, you didn't click into it. I will say... There's some restraint there. Which is amazing. Exercise some real restraint. So good for you. Do not put any of this guilt on yourself. I do think it's okay to go, hey, I was up pulling out my email and your email was up. And the first thing that was up there was your ex-boyfriend sending you an email. I didn't open it. But can you tell me what that's about? I think there's nothing wrong with that because that's exactly what happened. Oh, you think he should tell her? Ask her. Yeah. I saw this email. Or- yeah, because okay. he didn't snoop. If he would have logged into her email and been like, I think something fishy's going on. Let me log in and see what's up. Or if he just checks up on her like a creepo, then you can't say anything because then she knows you're creeping her. However, he wasn't. He literally got on to check his own and it was up. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying what you did because what you did wasn't wrong. What about letting the scenario play out? Like if she meets up with the ex and doesn't tell him, now yeah. we got trouble. Then bust him. But you know, you have the intel. You just sit back with the intel and watch it play what out. What are you, Scuba Steve? I hear you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just think that you can bring it up. And if you've been together two years, the relationship deserves a little bit of communication and honesty. Okay. I think that's hilarious. And right, I would right? like to see that happen for my own personal <laughs> sake. And then we, we play it out on again on stage at the show. But... You're fine to go to her to say, I was opening my email and your email was up. I saw from your ex-boyfriend. I didn't click into it. But don't do it in a way where she has to get on her heels immediately because then she won't respond. She'll react. And you don't want a reaction. You want a response. Say, hey, I was just going through. I saw that your ex-boyfriend had sent an email to you. Uh, I didn't click into it because it's probably nothing. But why why is he emailing you? You know, put it on him a little bit and see what her answer is and see if she starts flustering around. And depending on how she answers it, you'll know. Your gut's right most of the time. But you got to come to the show. Either way. Yeah, yeah you got to come. Bring it, bring your new girl to the show. <laughs> if you have to, bring your new girl to the show. All right, thank you. By the way, if you guys want to come to the Comedically Inspirational shows, well, a lot of them are sold out. But depending if you're in D.C. or Vegas, there are still some tickets left. Just go to bobbybones.com and get your tickets. Be in Vegas on September 9th and D.C. on September 16th. All right. Thank you, guys. That's the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on 
about being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay them. You know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. Her name is Ellie Kemper. Man, you know her from so many things, but she was Aaron on The Office. I'm a massive fan of The Office. I'm a massive fan of Aaron on The Office. She was in Bridesmaids. She was Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And she got a new podcast called The Born to Love Podcast that is out now on iHeartRadio. Here she is. She's super funny. Aaron from The Office, Kimmy Schmidt, Ellie Kemper. Go. On The Bobby Bones Show now. Ellie Kemper. Ellie, how are you doing? Bobby, I'm really good. I'm better now. Thank you for having me. You know, I felt bad because, well, um, Ellie and I have a mutual friend. It's my family. It's her close friend. And I went on Ellie's podcast, which we'll talk about in five seconds. But then I (laughs) called my sister-in-law and I said, will you please apologize to Ellie? Because I think they made her put my episode on very first because they launched this podcast. And I did not do that. I'm not a diva in any way. Bobby. What? You're the opposite of a diva. Nobody would ever put Bobby and diva in the same sentence together unless it were like, I don't know, some strange sentence. There <laughs> are producers who are like, we must put Bobby Bones first. I, Scott and I said, yes, of course. That's an obvious yes. We knew it wasn't coming from anyone on your team. We knew it was coming from iHeart because everybody loves you. I felt I did feel bad. Did she call and tell you that I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Because I did. I felt like a, a genuine guilt. She, that- she texted me. Okay. And she texted Scott and me because we're all friends. So Bobby, uh, Bobby's sister-in-law is a good friend of, of of Scott, my co-host and mine. And she texted and we said, what are you talking about? Please. We should have just corresponded directly, Bobby, and taken out Blythe as the middle woman so that we could have been direct. But but yeah, it, the message was conveyed. All I hope all fears were allayed. And, and thank you. Thank you for coming on our show. Yeah, it was awesome. So the show is called Born to Love, and it's you and Scott Eckert. Now, when you say Born to Love, you're talking to people about what exactly? Anything that they love. And when I say anything, I mean anything. I mean a movie, an activity, a drink, a a food, a clothing item. The more obscure, maybe, the better. And also what we love, and this pertains to you, is when somebody comes on and say they're known for a certain thing. And... Uh, it turns out that they love something that's completely different from that. So like an athlete coming on and talking about how much he loves, you know, 
architecture or something like that, something unexpected. So, so that's, that's what our show is. I saw Jenna Fisher was on. What does she love on her episode? She loves Keanu Reeves movies. Oh man, me too. Oh, oh. I could have done that too. He's like yes, my favorite yeah. in the whole world. You could have done that. You could have done that. Your topic was fantastic. You love failing. No. But then you love learning from failure. Yeah. They, see, they pin me into a corner on this, but they're so good. Her and Scott, yeah, they pin me into a corner. Yes. Go. And I don't love failing, but I was like, I love what I've gotten from it. And then they kind of raked me over the coals and it was unlike anything I've ever experienced. And I cried afterward, just in case you yeah. guys were wondering. It's very yeah, if, you want, if you want the full Bobby Bones experience on our show, it was really traumatic for him. <laughs> no, you're the whole the whole twist of yours is that you love failing. What you just said, you love failing because it is it has taught you so much. Yes. And by the way, it's funny what you consider failure because like you're so wildly successful. So if if that's failure, sign me up. Yeah, um, but you know, you know what it's like. There's all the stuff that people don't see. It looks glamorous, no, but it's 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 a lot. And so Yeah. It, yeah. No, it it uh you know, I do these Peloton classes, you know, same. that little Yeah. And you know, they're always shouting these inspirational quotes at you. And one was I I'll I'll botch it cuz I tried to say it to my husband yesterday and I I really messed it up. But it's something about just because the the backpack just because it looks like you're carrying the backpack easily doesn't mean that it doesn't weigh a lot. Something like that. That's not a very good one. If that's it, they should work on their, their – Oh, no, no. It their, is a good one. It represents – But that like, can't be exactly it. That's, that, too, that more, that's too many words yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yes. The but the idea of it is like sometimes when someone's carrying a lot of grief, you may not even know. No, they have I a get backpack the premise, on. The premise is great. I agree. But it's like if they're like, okay, everybody, if the backpack's too heavy, just don't wear it so as long as it doesn't hurt your back. And I'm like, I'm not inspired at all. <laughs> nope. Yes. Not. No, yes. no, it was much, it was much more concise. It was like the backpack is heavy, though it doesn't look it. Nope. Botched it again. Yes, I don't know what it is. We have to go through the tape. We have to go straight to the tape. I don't know. It, but, but you get the idea. The, with the podcast, the born to love podcast and you guys, you and Scott are both, are you guys, were you guys both doing comedy of some sort? Because it was yes. just like rapid fire LOLs with you guys. Um, it w- when you joined the gang, it was like, wait a minute, were we ad- one, were we all three once together in an improv group? Because it was seamless. It was it was wonderful. And yes, Scott and I know each other, bec- and that's how we know Blythe too, because we all uh, are mutual friend. Because we all performed together um, in college, we did improv comedy together. So we performed together a bunch, written a bunch of sketch shows. So there's a shorthand there. But well, that's you- why it was so lovely talking to you because you just went right, you fit right in. Will you talk about that as far as improv comedy in college and when you went into college, did you know that wasn't what you wanted to do or was like a club that you said, let me just try this out? How did it happen? The second one. It was, that's a club, let me try it out because I played field hockey my first year. And so I sat on the bench mostly, but I was on the field hockey team and I went to college thinking, yeah, I'm going to play field hockey and both. And, you know, sitting on, I only had four years. So I was like, I don't, and and no, no, I don't mean if, if you are sitting on the bench for four years and that's, you're getting a lot of <laughs> satisfaction from doing that, then do it. But I wasn't getting a lot of satisfaction. So I quit the field hockey team. I had seen this improv group perform and I thought maybe I would be good at that. So I auditioned and really enjoyed it. And I'll tell you, I felt like, yeah, I'm good at this. It's much better than sitting on the bench. So that was that's how I I joined and that's how I got involved. Did you have a sense of belonging with the group like a a like-minded group of people? Is that yes. a bit what it was? You're totally right. Yes, it was it the group mind or whatever and it and it felt like um, you know, I hadn't, I, had you ever seen improv comedy in high school? I didn't know what that was. No, I'm from Arkansas too. We, <laughs> I mean, Saturday night, I mean, that's not even improv, right. that was sketch. That was the but closest thing I ever saw to it. 
I had never seen anything where someone was making something up on the spot. And there was that thing, you know, when you find any kind of group or or activity where you feel like, oh, I mean, this sounds really stupid, but these are my people. Like you get me. So that that there was that component, which is really nice and 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 rare. You have to be really vulnerable doing improv, much like writing in a group, much like even doing the show. Like we have to trust each other a lot because mm-hmm. we're on and we're live and there are millions of people listening every day and oh we gosh. have to have each other's back or we we bond, which we do. We also fail miserably live sometimes. But to that. do that, you do improv. That is a lot of, hey, I'm going to trust you and I'm also going to kind of open myself up here to hope that you catch me if I fall. That's exactly right. And you have to have that trust. And and this will sound maybe trite, but I think there's such a great life lesson or, or guidance there, which is that improv is mostly about the other and making sure that your teammates look good. So it's about taking care of your teammates to serve. Now I'm getting really artsy, but it's to serve the whole piece. So you really have to trust each other so that you're making something good. And it's not about any one member, which I think really really helps. And like the best improvisers are the people who don't necessarily get, you know, the the spotlight, but are just constantly helping out the whole, the whole uh, piece. This show here that I have, it's all my, we've been, Amy, how long have you and I been together? Me, 17 years. So, and, oh my and Amy had never done radio, right? These are all my friends from before. I didn't really know what I was doing, but so I just grabbed all my most interesting people and Amy was like selling granite she had graduated for, or went to Texas A&M. And yep. so we've kind of grown through this together. But in her last couple of years, she's like, I'm going to challenge myself. And so she has a little part on an HBO, um, or I guess it's called Max or Snacks or something, whatever it's called. <laughs> now it's Max. Yeah, Max. Yeah. She, it's Max. Yeah, she has it. Uh, but she's like, I'm going to start taking improv classes like as an <gasps> adult, right? So what advice would you give her? Okay, well, first of all, congratulations. Wait, what is the Max show? Well, it was a Christmas movie. It's called Holiday Harmony. Oh my and gosh, congratulations. You're the only one who hasn't seen it, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I well, am. So I know that that's huge. And I don't, what advice did you say? Yeah. I, what advice could you take from me? I feel like taking improv is so, an improv class is so helpful for anyone, whether it's like, if that is, you know, in and of itself, the aim just to take an improv class because you want to, you know, learn about improv, or if it's to help in other aspects of acting. It's all about listening and responding, which I guess is the, the central tenet or component of acting, which is like, listen to what your scene partner says and respond. And just, that's just as simple as that. And and there's nothing that hones that skill, I think, better than improvisation, because if you deny someone's reality, then it's like the whole thing falls apart. So where yeah. are you taking classes? Well, in Nashville, there's this place called Third Coast Comedy, and that's yeah. where I'm going to it's behind a Waffle House, right? You're the only one. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not. But my daughter, she's 16 <laughs> and she, ex- she found out I was signing up and she expressed interest. And I saw, I'm really glad you shared your experience just now, uh, when you were younger, because there's a camp that I can sign her up for <gasps> at the end of July. And so now I think I'm going to sign her up. It's for high school students and they get to show up for a few hours each oh. day and practice improv. I love that. I really don't even know if such a thing was offered when I was that age, like at 16, you know, I mean, like in high school, because I think that improv has gained such or it's it's I think there's just more knowledge of what exactly it is now so that there are more classes like that offered. I just think it's really I don't know. At the end of the day, I think it's a lot of fun. It's just fun. You're just making things up. So having said all that, I haven't performed improv with a group live in a long time and it makes me nervous to think about <laughs> because 
Yeah, you and, can't plan it. Any of your shows, like Kimmy Schmidt or The Office, how it, it, were any of them? Did were you allowed to? In any okay, it's, it's the final take, guys. Run where you want to run. Did you ever do any sort of improv in that comedy, or was it all really scripted? And you know, you have to stay on point. Kimmy Schmidt was scripted so carefully and so precisely. I mean, there was not a word in that show that was improvised. And the writing is brilliant, and the jokes are so painstakingly honed and and polished in the writer's room. And there's no improvisation on that show. And the show's fantastic. And on The Office, there was much more. It was just a different style. So there was much more room to breathe, much more room to improvise. I personally never improvised on that show because I was like, leave it to the veterans and the people who have been here longer than I have. Like Steve Carell, Rain Wilson. I mean, basically everyone who has been there longer than I have. But it was there were they would do like, you know, three takes to scripts. And then they would do what 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 they call a fun run or it would just be improvised. But also in the moment. I mean, when you have people who actually are trained in improv and good at it, it there's nothing better than watching them improvise. In Bridesmaids, the, the I uh Kristen, Wig, and Melissa, they improvised so much stuff. It was such a joy to watch. It was just like Having said that, the flip side is if there's somebody who's bad at improvising, you don't want to watch them. You're like, don't take the fun <laughs> run, guy. Just leave it to, leave it to the pros. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not the same story. But when I went on to American Idol and I spent four years on that show, four seasons, but I went in oh later gosh. and the, everybody was already there in place. Like Seacrest was there, the judge, but they brought me on to be on every episode. And I kind of felt like I'm super happy to be here and I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but I'm the new guy to something that's yeah. been running for perfectly for a long time you you did that in a much bigger way when you went on the office was that is that difficult when you go into a situation like that bobby it's not a bigger way it's there it's apples and it's two different things and yes i totally relate to that because you're like clearly they have set up a show that has a winning formula and now i won't extend this to you but i was the new the only thing that could happen is something could get messed up with the addition of me. So I was like, just don't just stay in your lane and, you know, keep your head down and and don't do anything wild. So it does feel like my Peloton instructors might disagree with me because they're always telling you to take the backpack, whatever with the backpack, <laughs> but, but also, also don't stay in your lane, like make waves. And I'm like, yeah, there's a time and a place for that. But when you're new at a job, you should probably learn first yeah, I <laughs> and felt stay that. in your lane whenever and again don't know if it's the same for you but the analogies are not the same because you're way more successful at this than i am but when i went on american idol um I, they brought me out for two up ep one episode that got turned into two that turned uh -huh. into four years because i don't think they ever had a plan to bring me on the whole time because i don't think they could see what i thought i the value i could provide and luckily i did when yes. you what was your deal there were they like okay here we go four seasons let's go six seasons no, Bobby, you and I have a very similar track in some ways. Um, I was brought on for like a story arc. And then, I mean, luckily, they just continue to extend my character's arc so that into, into a storyline so that she joined the cast of or that I joined the cast of the show. So, no, when I came on, I think it was for supposed to have been for four episodes. This sounds eerily familiar, Bobby. It does With feel the like the same masterminds at like hand. Bizarro <laughs> world me. It's just way more talented. That's who you are. You're a bizarro That's world me. That's just not the case. Yes. That's not that. But aren't you, don't you feel like, I don't know, it's it's a testament. The American Idols producers knew what they were doing by keeping you on, if, if I may say so. I think they, <laughs> look, I'm not, I'm nothing pretty to look at and I'm a, I'm a, a 
what do you call it? Like what, what's beer when you drink beer? It's an acquired taste. But then you, yeah. li- I've never had beer, so I don't know. But <laughs> you've never, have you, have you talked about this? One? You've never had beer. I've never tasted alcohol. You never tasted any alcohol. Never. Yeah. No. And that, yeah. just, I just had everybody, everybody. I wish I could. I'd be awesome at it. I'd be the greatest drinker in the whole. I'm so competitive. <laughs> I would win every drinking contest. I just, I have a ton of people that died from it. So I'm just yes. like, yep. dang, I can't do nope, it. Cause don't touch that. I'm addicted. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a very addictive personality in general. Yeah. Yeah. You, what is your personality type? Do you do the Enneagram? What are you? What's Enneagram? Well, it's like the, the Enneagram. E-N-N-E-N. Yeah, I'm a hillbilly. Sorry, I'm from Arkansas. Enneagram. Oh, yeah, India. Does he mean, do you mean Instagram? No, 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 no. (laughs) Ellie, you've never done the Enneagram that tells you your number? Like, I'm an eight, which is. Oh, I've never done it. What is it? Oh, wow. It is. Wait, is this a very common thing or do you talk about it? Am I missing something very obvious right now? Oh uh, yeah, I would say yeah. It's pretty yeah, common. Yeah. It's not just an inside joke. It's um, a pretty common personality test. They, first, it was love languages. They would do all that. Oh, but yeah. the, the Enneagram, they give you a number based on the type of personality that you are, and then the kind you match with the best. And for me, it's been, I don't believe in a lot of the hocus pocus, but it's a it's a really good one. So, but you've never done it. No, but I'm go- I'm writing it down so I can do it. You know, when when we finish, it it what it's it's it, what does it exactly what does it take into account and what does eight mean? Well, You're eight, number eight? Like, oh, uh, challenger. Yeah, I'm a challenger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of great dictators have been eights. <laughs> okay, okay. Good times, no, Bobby, good I I I I know I've only known you for a well, I guess we talked for an hour in our show now, mm. so I haven't known you for two hours yet. But you do strike me as someone who um uh. <laughs> Might share the characteristics of a dictator in a good way. Yes, because all dictators are obviously wonderful people yeah. that have the best, yes. the, the best They're in mind. They're determined. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. The best, the best yes. uh, interest of the people at heart. Uh, no, Bobby, I, that makes sense. Well, I'm going to do mine and I'll tell you what I have. I'm probably, I don't know, timid. Uh, there, a six is a backpack wearer, so you'll probably okay. need that. Yeah, all backpack. Right. Hey, Spoiler alert. What I'm is six. Peter Pan goes wrong? Oh, my gosh. Okay, listen to me. Do you know that I'm on Broadway? Well, I, I mean, I... What does that mean? Are you, are you, it's a sh- okay. So they have, so it, there's this show, there's this play called Peter Pan goes wrong. It's by the same creators of this uh, play called the play that goes wrong. And it's a fantastic farce spoof, fun uh, slapstick comedy. And it's, um, it's all British people. So you have to, you know, get used to the different accent and uh, it's a show on Broadway. And they invited me to come on and be the narrator for a week. And I'm doing that right now. And do you know what the best part, Bobby, is that you may have guessed this as the narrator, I'm narrating the show, but all of my lines are written down in the book. So I, I get to read the lines. Would you say you get to read the lines and not have to memorize it. That's exactly right. And and I'm husband said, well, don't you want to know them just like in case something goes wrong? I said, no, I, I trust the book so much more than I trust my own brain. And this is coming from, I should be able to memorize lines well, Bobby. I'm an actress. Can't. Nope. Not not since the pandemic. I don't know what happened. I can't. My brain doesn't work the same. So the, all the lines are in the book. And it's been really fun. The uh, It's like, it's a, ki- a show that's appropriate for kids. So kids come. It's a really joyful experience. So that's what I'm doing right now. Do you have to read it in a British accent? Uh, the, I That was my fear, is that I would have. And no, I don't. I'm allowed to be me ellie coming on as the narrator so it's my accent it's my midwest flat a accent just gracing the ears of a theater full of people (laughs) i'm gonna ask you one question about each of your projects let's start with the podcast the born to love podcast why in the world with all that you're doing and we're talking about the the netflix uh, thing in a second but why do a podcast now 
What a great question you have. And with all that I'm doing, that's funny because you you have 7,000 hats on. I'm not doing that much. And the show, the podcast was like a must do because it's with my, one of my, the longest, dearest friends I've had in my life, Scott. And we love performing together and we hadn't worked on something in so long. And he lives in LA, I'm in New York. So it's an easy thing to accomplish long distance. And, and I'll just say this. We wanted to, this is corny, but we actually wanted to make something that was buoyant and joyful. There's a lot going on in the world. So we wanted this to be a really nice little escape where people like yourself, delightful personalities, come on and talk about things that bring them joy. So that's why we wanted to bring some light. We wanted it to be funny and not too serious. And we wanted to have a good time with each other. So that's why. A quick pivot. You you always seem, and I know uh, seeming is not reality because I experience this too, but you always seem to be in such a wonderful mood, like your personality, your, even the characters that you've played have always been so positive. Are you ever just like, man, I'm, I'm just, I just don't feel great. I don't want to have to be in a good mood, but because everybody thinks I am, I have to be, or they're going to say I'm a jerk on Instagram. Bobby, yes. Does that happen to you? Yeah, where pe- I'm very quiet. When I'm not on, I'm just not yeah. on. And so yes. people will be like, I saw Bobby and he wasn't even that nice. And I'm like, oh, bro, oh, I was no. in line at Subway. What do you want me to do? No, no, you, uh, this is the thing. Now, what, what a lucky thing to be uh, recognized and, and, and like appreciated in that way. But the thing is that you're human. <clears throat> so of course you're going to have downtime. So uh, you don't smile at Subway, Bobby, have a minute to yourself, rest. <laughs> I feel like when I'm at home, am I ever in a bad mood? Again, my husband's not here right now, but like, I just, oh, I, I, same. When I'm not on, I'm not on. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, I, happiness, but, yeah. happiness for beginners. We're talking about on, and this is based on the book. And again, that's what led me to this question because again, this is, oh, I know. this is that, right? And so this is coming at Netflix and what's month seven? Hold on. January, February, March, April, May, June, <laughs> July. July. Next July. month. Okay. Yeah. So I have to do fingers for months. I, I, I love that. I'm, a, I, I'm actually better at you than something. Well, uh, better <laughs> than you at something. Because like I can name the month by the number. So this is very good. I'm, I'm good with July and seven. That's, yeah. that's a surefire for me. But yeah. What this is coming up. What is this? It's coming out July 27th. It's yes. a movie on Netflix and it's, Actually, Bobby, the the title might be misleading because I actually play. Well, let me back up. It's based on a book by Catherine, the brilliant Catherine Center called Happiness for Beginners. And it's about a a woman, an unhappy woman who is going through a divorce and decides to go on a hike to kind of, you know, for lack of a better way of describing it, find herself, regain some peace. And so that's me. That's the character I play. And it was and she does find some some meaning. And it's a really, really lovely, sweet, uplifting story. But it was fun to play, Bobby, a woman who's like grumpy. Mm. And she's a grumpy woman. And it was fun. It was really fun. The I had three projects left. The Great American Baking Show, when you did the celebrity holiday special, did you eat a lot of food? Or is it just you do a lot and you look at it and don't? The second one, because you would think, um, oh, you're there's so much to eat here. But in fact, and, and they do offer at break time or whatever, after the the bakes are complete. They always call them the bakes. Isn't that funny? So when the bakes are done, they offer it to anybody who wants it. But you know, there's only so much baked goods you can take. So it wasn't as much um, gluttony as I thought it might be. Yeah, I think I would eat all the time. I, Do you have addictive personality? So there yeah. you go. And I used to work at a, like I worked at Hobby Lobby and I would eat all the candy all the time in front of me, all the paydays. I cannot eat a payday today because I ate so many paydays when I was working at Hobby Lobby. I hear that. And then you just like, you can't, I, that's me and it. Nutter Butters. Yeah. I can't. I Nutter cannot. Butters? <laughs> a Nutter Butter. 
keep those nutter butters away from me. And I don't want that to happen to me with a payday because I love paydays. So I'll keep those. I'll keep those like rare and special. Two questions left. If they okay. came back and said, hey, uh, we love Kimmy Schmidt. We'd like to bring Kimmy Schmidt back. You're- yes, in a heartbeat. I don't know what the question was. Would that I was do it? That was it. How would you feel about that? Because I loved that show. Oh, that is the greatest compliment. Thanks for saying that. I, I, I would say yes in a heartbeat. The brains behind that show, Robert Carlock and Tina Fey, are just like supreme. There's nobody like them. So anything that they work on, I want to work on. And so, yes, I would say yes in a second. And then the performers, are you kidding? Like the the rest of the cast. It's one of those things, Bobby, have you ever worked on something and you're doing it and you're doing it and you recognize that it's special, but it's not until it's over that you're like, oh my gosh, was that special? That's what's happened to me. The Born to Love podcast is what I felt. I knew I was happening. I was really <laughs> feeling it. Then when it was over, I just cried. I just cried because it was so amazing. I wish I knew the good old days when they were the good old days, Ellie. I just felt that way mm-hmm. about our hour-long chat. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> And then finally, uh, well, I'll just ask that le- leads into this. The yeah. final episode of The Office. How emotional was it? And was it? And how long was it? It was really emotional. And I felt like a little bit of a fraud because I did join the cast in the fifth season. So it's not like I'd be there from the start. But I had all all the emotions. I hate it when people say that. But I did. I had all the feels. And it was like, it was why do I feel like it's stretched over the course of two weeks? But that's what comes to mind. And yes, people were crying left and right. It was a really like emotionally charged episode. And I just remember seeing Rain Wilson weep. And I was like, oh, the, 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 you know, the, um, exterior, I don't, what am I trying to say? The, the tears of the clown or whatever. Some, some, you're good with words. What am I trying to say? <laughs> it was like, wow, I've never seen him cry before is what it was like. Mm-hmm. You did good and there. So it, Do you have any backpack stories you can tell us too, maybe? <laughs> I told you. It's why I'm not a Peloton instructor, okay? Uh, okay Believe me, l- I've tried. Everybody that's listening now, check out the Born to Love podcast. It is super funny. I'm on an episode. I did not mean for the episode to come out early. Bobby insisted that it be the very yes, first I, one. Yes, I demanded. And we said fine. Yes, um, it is <laughs> it's super funny. So it's Ellie and Scott. It's called Born to Love. Even their logo looks rock and roll. It looks 80s rock and roll. You know, yes, it's like, it's like, that's, it. that's exactly the vibe we're going for. And I have to thank you again for being so nice to come on our show because I know you're very busy and we really, really are grateful to you for taking the time to be on our show. Well, I'm a massive fan. You're awesome. And I asked Blythe too, my sister-in-law, we were, I was with her last week and I said, hey, would Ellie and I be like be friends in real life? And she was like, oh, yeah. She's awesome. And so now I, I really, I didn't believe it at first because I thought, what, a, maybe a fraud. But no, now I'm fully no. in. And, no, no, no. Uh, it, it, it's real. And we're going to be, you know, uh, oh, right. You don't live in California. Yeah, I'm in the middle. All right. Never mind. I keep saying, oh, we're going to be in California. We'll all get together. But we won't get, maybe we'll Zoom. We'll Zoom together with Blythe and it'll be like we're in the same room. Mm, yeah. I, are you one of those people that go, hey, let's do something. And then you'd never really do it. That's it. Yeah. yeah cool. Me too. So we won't, we, <laughs> yeah. that will never happen. Yeah. Bobby. Cool, cool, cool. All right. You guys check out Born to Love. Ellie, good to see you and talk good to you soon. See you. Bye. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, guys. Bye. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on I'll be in a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was, 
And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in Hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. The other night, Robert Sneed from Ohio was going to Walmart with his daughter, and they get there, and they go and get a shopping cart. He pulls it out of the thing. He gets He's like, oh, somebody left a shopping list. He grabs it. It's not a shopping list. It's an envelope full of cash, $2,000 in $100 bills. He's like, uh-oh, uh, what do I do here? And there's a bank slip in there. He's like, oh, well, I could take it to the bank, return it to the bank. They can figure it all out. But it's like 9 o'clock at night. He's like, oh, the bank's closed. I can't do that. What would you do? Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just surprised you said it like that. So no, I appreciate the honesty. I mean, it's kazash. Oh, man, it's happened. When I worked at Sam's, Renee found a bank bag. Renee. $2,670. One of the ones you zip? Yeah. Oh, cool. But was where it? was the bag? It was in like, you know where you put a child? Yeah, oh, in the, in the, the, the shopping yeah, cart. Same yeah, yeah. deal. And Because all we did was pick up shopping carts, and he happened to get that cart. Renee was a dude? Yeah, Renee's a dude. French? No, oh. Hispanic. <laughs> Got it. And he came over and we counted it right there on the side. And? 2670 bucks. And we looked at each other and he's like, I ain't turning that in. And so we just set it like out there where the cart, like where our lemonade stand was and everything. He put it in a box. He's like, someone comes back for it. Fine, they get it. If not, never saw it. Two and a half hours later, later and a lady came back. Uh, she was shopping for the Little League. And she had left a bank bag. Had we seen it? And you said? And Renee gave it back to her. Wow, wow. So you were hoping... That she wasn't going to come back. And then you... Keep it. But he found it. He was going to give me 500 to keep quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Would you have kept quiet or would you have negotiated for more? No, I'd have taken 500 at that point. Yeah. I was 19 years old. So what was the time frame? Like if she would have... No, if we would have closed that night... So just that night. Yeah, it's over because then you go home and... She comes back the next day. No, I never saw it. No, I never saw but it. Then you're lying. No. Money gone. Sorry. Money gone. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I figured. Eddie, what happened to you? That feeling it's not the same. Okay, so Robert. Is, is Renee in the story? <laughs> no. no. So Robert found a manager. He turned the money in, and the manager said two, ni- two nights later, somebody came asking for the money. Wow. And they got it. They got it to him. Two nights? Two nights. How do you hey. take you two nights to figure out you're missing 2000 uh, I don't Maybe know. Maybe they man. looked at other places, too. Right. They Maybe. don't know where they misplaced it. What if they went to 10 places? How'd they yeah. pay for the groceries? 
if they didn't have think that money that was in the car. I would, no, they probably paid for the groceries and that was leftover money. And they as they uh, they went out to the parking. That's what happened. With- but two thousand. I'm just saying, if that number was really just two thousand zero zero zero, that's clean two thousand. That's like money. That's maybe that's a biz, That's business yeah. money or something. I don't know. Well, I get for them for turning it in. Yeah, I would have kept. Or maybe it was a drop. Like they said, hey, I'll leave it in a shopping cart. Corral not a very six. good drop. They should work on their drops then. <laughs> no, I'd cart? say that's not the best that one. Everyone's yeah. no, gonna get? Renee's going to find it. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I'm thinking they didn't want to leave it in the car because someone might break in to get it, so they took it with them. Mm-hmm. Lots I'm, of stories here. The good story is, though, they got it back. They got it back. Gave it back. Good job. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I hate having to be the mature one here. I, lo- I love pranks, but sometimes I just have to step in. Amy, Lunchbox is trying to get one over on you by setting up an account to catfish you for a dating website. I just have to let you know. Why are you doing that? Because I just think I came a, to you in but confidence. there's a difference in being mean. That's not being mean. A prank. Okay. No, nope. he was trying to build a site. So if when you get a on site, one, well, like he was gathering all the information about you to build a perfect guy. Oh no! Oh my god! No, no. So this then he would have to get matched. With no, no, Amy. This is what I was doing. I was he on Christian Mingle. I, I wanted to do segments on the air, and I sent Bobby, hey, I need to do, we need to do a, a segment called What Are Your Hobbies, quote unquote, but spend more time on Amy because I need to know her hobbies. And then I need to know, we want to go around the room and go, likes and dislikes in our partners. And I wanted him to spend more time on you so then I could fill out the profile. Mm-hmm. And I said, we would never have to tell Amy about this until we got a good match. If we got no good matches, hey, don't even worry about it. No big deal. She'll never know, and what she doesn't know doesn't hurt her. But if you find a good fish out there for her, we he say just it. wanted to catfish you, and he'd be a fun no. I wasn't a catfisher. That's I exactly w- what I did. You got to create a profile just so she would fall in love with it. No, no, I was creating her profile so guys would match with her, and we would set her up on dates. I needed oh. her likes, her dislikes, her hobbies. He was going to try to find me a date. I, I don't think that's the. Because, I mean, how can he guarantee that I was going to be on Christian Mingle? I see what he's trying to do now. Yes. I was going to take pictures from your Instagram. Yes. And I was going to put them up. So you're telling me. He was going to pretend to be me. Let me just. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was going to pretend to be. Which one's worse? The Lunchbox was creating a profile to catfish dudes or the Lunchbox (laughs) was trying to catfish Amy? (laughs) Because when I thought it was, I thought he was trying to catfish Amy and build a. He was like, let's find Amy's likes so we could build a dude that liked the things that she liked. No. And I wasn't going to catfish the dudes because once they reached out, I was going to be like, all right, I was going to bring the profile to you and be like, hey, do you think Amy would like this dude? Let's bring him to Amy. But for what? What's so the reason? You're trying to get act Amy. like Amy. Yes. <laughs> Which is creepier again. Is, wow. That's creepy. Because Amy can just be Amy. Like, I don't understand what his role is. Because she's not going to do it. I'm right. trying to help her. Yeah. He's understanding that, like, I probably i am so not going to get on a bunch of websites or anything. I guess I only went first level with Lunchbox. <laughs> yeah. he, he was actually going second level where he was going to be Amy. Right. Yes. Oh, wow. That's like, yes, this is like It's even a, creepier than I thought. He, it was pretty listen, creepy. this could have gotten real. I'm glad you said something because this is down a dangerous path. No, no, knows? it's not dangerous. He would have yes. been living a second yes. life as you. Because you would have really gotten into it. And next thing you know, you're juggling all these things and you're mm. on these all these different sites. And then you really get into it. And then you dig yourself into a hole and you can't dig out. And next thing you know, you're on the news. That's how it happens. Yeah. And that's how he gets on the news and he wins. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole point. <laughs> No, literally, I wasn't going to respond to them until I got... Yeah, right. You yeah. had gotten into this. And yes, you wouldn't be able to help yourself. It'd have been, you had so much fun doing it. <laughs> but you ruined it. Well, I thought you were trying to catfish her. I didn't realize you wanted to be her. Yes. I didn't now, realize you, you wanted to wear her skin. That's weird. Now, would man. you have gone along with that one? No, because it's even weirder, uh, I think. Yeah, because but, you're putting me up on all these websites. Not just Christian Mingle. <laughs> you're a Christian woman. Okay. Yes, but why not put her on... <laughs> 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 But why not put her on like 
Hinge and the other sites too. Oh, I was just trying to normal s- dudes. Well, you guys were worried about Hinge, and so I heard. No, that's Tinder. Oh, well, I just know Christian mingles like. And Cr- do we think maybe he just wanted to get on these dating sites himself, and yes. this is a reason that he could get on too? Wow. Hey, wow. Amy, it would, what? what would be really suspicious if he's like woman seeking woman? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Amy, what are your hobbies? <laughs> so speaking of hobbies, Amy. Okay. So yes, that's what I was trying to do, but I, I can't trust it. anybody. We got you know around. my hobbies. Morgan, what would you recommend Amy to do here? I think she should get on a hinge. I did some research on it. I put my ages up to see what her experience would be like on hinge. And there's some pretty good candidates on there. So I feel like she should go on hinge if she's ready. If she's at that point in time and she's ready, hinge is the one to go for. What do you think her age parameter should be? Like 65 to... 65. Well, what? Is that too old, Amy? <laughs> 65 to like 40. Amy, how, uh, can I ask how old you are? I am 42. Okay. So would you go like 24 to... No. I would say no. maybe 40 to 50. But maybe she want. How young would you go? <laughs> how young would you go? That's a good question. I like the question. I will allow it. Thank you. I don't, Sustained. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. Um... I've only ever dated someone my age or like my husband was three and a half years older than me. So my 30. college boyfriend was Would you go a year year old? older. No. 30. I don't think that I have anything in common with oh, you do. a 25 year old. 29? You can find it. Mm, I think that I just, I've lived, I've experienced a lot. I'm a mom. Like, I have a 16-year-old daughter. Like, there's just certain things that aren't going to be. I feel like a 30-year-old, they may want their own kids, you know? And I... But what if you let those limitations only exist if they actually limit you? Yeah. Why would you give yourself limitations if there's no reason to limit yourself right now? Okay. Well, I just... Like Lunchbox says, when the tassel moves to the other side. Yeah, what about 21? What about 21? I don't even... No. And I'm still uncomfortable while I'm open to it. Even having this conversation is uncomfortable. How young, though, really? If you were setting it up today, which you're not, what would you put your bottom age? 38. There's your answer. What would you put your upper age? 70? 38. 50. 50. What if they're really rich? 78. 78. 78. What if they're really like Seth, loaded? No, and, yeah. no. Yeah. What if they're no, Al Pacino? Al Pacino, billionaires. Yes. Yeah. I would say fifty-five. No. All right, I'll put fifty-five. <laughs> no, you're not doing her. No. You're not having that site for. Her. But I would say thirty-eight to fifty-five. I'd say twenty-one. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we, you're listen. giving him information. I lunchbox, please don't put me on a website. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. I was just trying to help a friend out. You weren't. You were doing a bit that you wanted to have like a prank. Look, when I when Amy's trying to find love, I'm here for her. Mm-hmm. I'm helping her out. Oh, thanks, buddy. We're going to hold off on that though for now. I yeah. won't put her on a website. Okay, what we put I'll on? put her on an app. You got us. You really got us semantics, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You got us a little smarter than us. All right. I go back and forth. I mean, See? honestly, See? like... now we're I, getting not, somewhere. Not with the age, but just with oh. like... Working... Like being okay with working on myself and having this opportunity to really just dive in and focus on my kids but also focus on me and what I want and not worrying about both can be done that. you don't have to worry right I just kind of be a little detached from it like there okay, you go. whatever then, then you should you hobbies know, but detachment, detachment okay. <laughs> <Therapies>. gardening <laughs> bird, bird, self, watching. Self bird watching self help okay podcasting that's mm-hmm. good doing and listening Puzzles. Puzzles. Puzzles, okay. <laughs> you are going to get all memals with these. All <laughs> oh, people's memals. Okay. 
Our executive producer, Scuba Steve, in studio to give us Scuba Steve Suggests. We don't know the segment. Scuba Steve, what are we doing? So I've been reflecting on life a lot more lately. I have kids. One of them is about to go into kindergarten. I was like, God, time has passed so quickly. So many things have gone on in my life, and there's things that I haven't done yet. And what if I were to die tomorrow? What would I regret that I haven't accomplished or I haven't done? So I guess I'll give you time to think about what you would do. But for me, I've always wanted to go to the Mall of America in Minnesota and go to the theme park, the Nickelodeon theme park. I've been putting it off for like 15 years, and I need to do it. <laughs> that's funny that that's what it is. It's so exact. It's such a random. It's a, yeah, I like it. So one thing. I like it. One thing. What's the one thing that you still want? It's basically bucket list, but it's one thing you want to do. Anything. Yours is hilarious, and I like it. And I want to do it before the end of the year. So maybe oh, wow. something. Oh. Maybe something we else to do it before to do. noon. Yeah, exactly. wow. <laughs> I gotta go. Okay, so we could probably make that happen. I didn't even know there was a theme park. It's in, huge in the mall. Inside the mall, it's Nickelodeon. Huge. It's so mall roller coasters and everything. It's so cool. We've been right, Mike. It's huge. That you guys have been there. Oh yeah. wow, he lit wow. up. Oh, Did wow. you guys go to the theme park? We went. We looked at it. I don't want to ride it. You just looked coaster. at it. Well, we didn't How go. do you go there and just look at it? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> we yeah, we just walked, we saw the Mary Tyler Moore statue too. We were in <gasps> Minneapolis for something, huh? Like a show or something? I don't know. Oh, cool. But it is cool. The mall that mall's massive. Like Five hundred stores. Yeah. It's amazing. Biggest mall in the world. Yeah. Okay. What's the one thing you want to do? Trivial or not, Eddie? I want to go on a voyage. I want to go on a sailboat from some point A to point B, like whether it's Florida to Cuba. Ocean. Uh, ocean sailboat voyage. Why a sailboat? That seems like a lot of work. That's why. Like, just the experience of like, all right, pull the sail. Yeah. Storm coming in, lower it. Like, all that. I want that experience. That seems like a death trap. No, do you want to no. do it, or do you want to just be a part of somebody else doing it as you're on the boat? Oh, no, no. We need a cap captain. I don't, oh. know. I don't know how to do that. Okay, but would you want to be a part of the crew? Absolutely. You, really? That's yeah. cool. Five-man crew, sail to South America, something. You, but it doesn't have to be like a super long. No, I'd say like a week, maybe... Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Something like that. A sailboat. That's cool. How cool would that be? I, for me, not cool, but that's cool that that's what you want to do. That, that doesn't interest And me. I want to do it by the end of the year. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Lunchbox, what's one thing you want to do? Be on Survivor. Like, I mean, just to get out there and challenge myself in some of those daily challenges and to see how good, if I could lie to those people and backstab. and That's where he goes, all wow. the negative. <laughs> yeah. And like really find like, like you really test yourself without food and without water. And I mean, just in the elements and getting along with crazy strangers in this sleep deprived world where I wouldn't be able to take a nap every day. And it would just be awesome. I feel like we could create this environment for him. Yeah. Like just and show I want to do that by the end of the year. Hungry yeah. and thirsty. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you just go apply? I would, but I don't know. Like, I mean, because the show's not going to be around forever. No, it's good. Well, I know that. But here's the problem is I'd have to get off work. And so, I mean, we'd have to negotiate me getting off work. You know what I'm saying? We got no problem with it. Head on. Hmm. Oh. I thought you have said before. Okay, Amy, stop. Oh, he just gave me permission. This is stop. Good. Amy. I like needs. this. Yeah, I don't give a crap. Go do it. If you want to do it, go do it. Dude, I'll be back in 30 days. Uh, it's longer than that. No, no, it's 26 days. No, to do that, but there's way more involved. Okay, well, I'll be back in 50 days. You're leaving right now? <laughs> he just leaves without even... <laughs> Wait, he what? He walked out. Like, no, dude, I don't think you understand where he's... Yeah. But I think you should definitely explore that process. That's what I'm talking about. I think they... I, uh, who cares? Just go do it. No, what are you going to say? You think they'd what? I think if they gave any pushback, I would just be like, no, he's fine. So 
what I'm talking about. It would just be from the company, not from me. But he'd have to like get accepted to the show, though, right? Oh, like, there's a lot of those. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of steps. But man. I'm saying from here, I would just be like, screw it. If you want to do it, go do it. Wow. Okay. Because I don't think he's pursued those other steps. No, he because... just doesn't pursue it because yeah, he's Amy, making excuses stop. like he does everything else. Oh. But uh, I'm really wrong. Like... Uh, you don't think I pursued real world all the freaking time? I didn't know you then. But you say I didn't pursue no, I'm talking. Stuff. I'm talking about here now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like Survivor became later because I didn't watch until season 10, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I wasn't there. Because of the job. I'm saying if you want to go beyond Survivor, go beyond Survivor. But then I, I really, like I thought about, okay, you know, that'd be fun to be on. And then my aunt and uncle are the ones that got me into Survivor. Okay, and then my uncle passed away of a heart attack. He went out to get the newspaper, and he collapsed in the front yard and died. Oh Is this part of your pitch? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, and, and I thought this about it. It's not funny. No, no. It's like, not it's, funny, but no. he, it comes out of nowhere, and he makes right. up so many lies. And we don't know if yeah, it's yeah. true. Like, how many women have you been with? Over 100. Right, so <laughs> he just says stuff. No, it was my Uncle Mike. Okay. And... I'd always thought about what they used to have family visitors, like they'd bring them out to the island. You know, if you make it to a certain, I was like, who would I bring? And I was like, oh, I'd bring my Aunt Judy or my Uncle Mike as, if my wife couldn't come because of the kids. And then when he, and, and then when he died, I was like, dang, I'm putting this off. And like, I started thinking about it really. And I talk about it with my wife and she's like, if you got on a, you could go. I could figure out a way to handle the kids. Yeah. And so, yes. Yeah, so I really started thinking about it in the last few years. I've never heard of Uncle Mike. I, I'm glad never. you're telling us about him. Yeah. But you had an animal once eat your, a shark ate the paddle boat. Right. Took a bite. Right. And just yeah. letting our listeners know, there's just a lot of this. We don't know. It's hard to get through the camouflage to see what's real. So, yeah. And yeah. then go do it. Go apply. Figure out what the deal is and go apply. All right. I'll hit him up right now. I don't know how you're going to also hit him up right now, but if you want to do it, you should do it. If your wife's cool with all your kids, Dang, I'm cool. Dude. I can, I'll go to the bosses and be like, I said it's fine. Boom. Wow. What? I'm, can, be I'm just very curious. Everybody I, can't leave for a reality right. show once in a night. Where do I apply? I think yes. this is very cool of you, but why the change? Because I don't give a crap. Everybody okay. just go do your thing. But this is right. like... Amy, why are you trying to talk him out I'm of it? I'm not talking just, him out of it. He's already said it. It's good. I'm just but asking But he can always what? reverse decision if, no. you, if you reverse pivot. Persuade Who knows him. where I'm going to be in six he, months or nine months or a year? So I don't want you guys to hold anything Oh, back. you could be on the island See? with me? Uh, where are you going, man? I didn't say anything. I just said generally we don't know where everybody's going to be oh, in life. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows? And I don't want you guys to be holding anything up. How about it? Scuba. Go to Minnesota today. <laughs> Everybody start pursuing things. I'm getting a sailboat now. <laughs> Amy? I Alaskan cruise. That's cool. That's doable. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was my mom's bucket list, so which she didn't get to do it. So now... I don't think it would have ever been my bucket list, but it is now because, you know, we waited too long. She, we literally are going to take her on there sick, like in the final days. And her doctor was like, you don't think that her being on a boat for nine mm -hmm. days that far away is going to be good. And luckily we, we didn't, but I, she wanted to go the whole year before and we kept putting it off because she kept thinking, I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. And then she never got better. So it's like, don't put it off. Scuba, go to the mall. Mall of America. Yeah. Yes. Go to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you. Yeah, mine is traveling as well, Bali. Um, it's above Australia, so it's tough to get to. You can't do it in a week. And my wife... What do you mean you can't do it in a week? You can't get there in a week? I mean, it's kind of like a Hawaii flight, let's be real. Yeah, but I've been you to Hawaii... You can do it in a week. I've been to Hawaii and back in three days. Maybe you can do it then. No, you can, I've been to Australia. You can get there. It takes a day, but you get there. But my wife's all about all-inclusive because you feel safe and secure in those places. Bali really isn't that... So it's almost it would almost be a one man mission. I just go out there solo and I just learn how to live out there for a little while. I don't think that's accurate. I think you can go to Bali and it'd be pretty normal and amazing. 
I, I, expensive, yes, but I, it has nothing to do with it. I think yes, it'll be expensive because the flight itself is going to be very expensive. I've just had so many it's friends. It's not tell Vietnam me about it. in the seventies, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he gets shot. Or down. the Mall of America on Black Friday. You know, it's just. I think you have a. I think people. I've never been there. I wouldn't be able to point to it on a map. But I, I think it's like a luxury place. Like but it's whole, cheap though. People say, oh, you can get a drink for a dollar. You can get a coconut for two dollars. Fresh the masters. Fruit. A coconut for two bucks? That's the deal. <laughs> yeah. We are all so warped. Morgan. Uh, get married. Yeah. Mine's yeah. kind of like Morgan's. Oh. Not married, but like, I, I, I have a kid. But, I, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I don't have a kid right now. But it's like, I'm going to be Al Pacino. But Morgan would get married today. I mean, if I could get end married this week. year, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but we already know she's going to get married by the end of the year. No, no we know. Meet her husband. Meet her husband. Yeah, so you don't that. even have to worry about that. You, that. That stress is over. You don't have to worry about it. The psychic <laughs> told you you need to quit stressing about it. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I don't know about guaranteed, but no. You know, no I, I, Morgan believes. But I want to get married. You know, by the end of the year, that'd be cool. Okay, so meet him and get well, married. Well, that's quick. By the end yeah. of the year, Amy did married. that. You know? And we're not having a kid right now. There's no kid. I was like, "Is this an announcement?" I, no, I no, 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 no. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't say. I set the whole bit up for that. Yes, yeah. No, no, not at wow. all. But it's like when I, you know, it, so. In, but apparently, there's a right time. Is there? I don't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, please. Mm-mm. I'm always told there's an exact right time, <laughs> and then that's when you should do it. Why'd you guys go? Because there, no right there is no, no right, right time. Yeah, yeah, Never. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and let's go to Mike D. Find Mike D. What is your thing? I want to live in a school. Ever since I was a kid, I thought it would be awesome to like get a school building, convert alert, it to a house, alert. live in a schoolhouse. There was that building, that school that went up for sale, and Mike was like, I'd love to buy that school and just live in it. I go on Zillow all the time and look at schoolhouses. Like an old school? Yeah. There's a guy on TikTok, converted one. It looks amazing. You do have a gym in there, a basketball gym. That's pretty cool. You got a cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lunch, a kitchen. Yeah. Like it feels weird at first when he says it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they yeah. make square pizzas back there, bro. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he means like like modern day type schools or like I'm picturing an old and back in the day schoolhouse. Well, like they a, still had cafeterias. I would think okay. modern not, day. Not, yeah. Yeah, with all the rooms. Oh, wow. That's a lot of square footage. It is, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a, play, weird, a playground. What, that might be the weirdest Fantasy I've ever heard. Track you have a track. We didn't say fantasy. Field. We said what he wants to do before he dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I never even like. <laughs> you heard schoolhouse went to fantasy. I think we need to yeah. check your stuff. <laughs> I am like I have never heard uh-huh. anybody say they want to live in a schoolhouse. So the the fact you ever came up with that idea. <laughs> he is, said it before on the show. It's, it's when he was a kid. Exactly, which is weird. No, no other kid I've never known has said. No, no other one. kid I've never known <laughs> has ever said. And we all you, speak, hey, let me say this. We all we them. all speak incorrectly, but yeah. we're not so dominant about how right we are about it. <laughs> I'm, I've just never heard that. Scuba Steve, thank you for this segment. Oh, You're welcome. Man. No problem. Everybody, we've all stated it. Now go make it happen. All right. By the end of the year. By the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it. You know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. 
Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Weaponized incompetence. Are you familiar? Let me think about this. Weaponized incompetence. That would mean I'm going to use it as if if I don't. Okay. Yeah, I do it. Yeah. I probably act like I can't do stuff so I don't have to do it anymore. Is that what that is? It's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's messed up. Like an example would be like Caitlin uh, says. Moving close to the, to, from the washer to the dryer and I drop stuff and wet stuff's on the floor. I'm sorry. Or colorblind stuff because I'm really bad colorblind. Right. And with clothes. Oh, it's all laundry. I, I hate. Yeah. Hate laundry. Who, no one loves it. No, we all. I, but I do. I, I weaponize and confidence laundry. laundry. I, I, I can't tell what colors what. I don't know the darks from the me, me dude. Oh yeah, they, yep, that's me. Go I ahead. saw. Uh, bleep oh, this out for my whole wife. She can't hear this. I saw <laughs> a wife post that her husband added bleach mm-hmm. to the load, and then when she was like, "What in the world?" He goes, "Well, I guess now you know I can't do laundry." I felt that. And she, but he ruined she, a whole load. Though. Right. Hey, that's okay. Hey. That, you know what that's called? Weaponized. No, uh. collateral damage. Oh. Oh, you yeah. lost the clothes, but and you didn't, they didn't do anything wrong, but that's collateral damage sure. in the overall. Yeah, go ahead. So every, all the people sharing uh, were women because it's the men that are doing are this. Idiots. Yeah, like no, one, we're the dumb ones. To, we get caught. You guys are smart and you're not getting caught doing it. Uh, one husband said, I don't know where to put the dishes away. It's so confusing. Meanwhile, he runs a warehouse and knows where every part is and inventory is organized perfectly. No, I felt that, buddy. I got your back. <laughs> uh, another- the dishwasher was supposed to be made for big bowls and plates on bottom and then glasses on top. But now all of a sudden you're supposed to just like find little spots where they all fit. And sometimes you can put bowls on. T- and it just I don't I don't like that. So I don't do it. Good for you. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It is hard. I get, get confused, and then my my performance at work goes down because I'm so worried about it, and then all of a sudden can't pay rent. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> like we don't rent. You whatever. can't. That's what I, I mean. This is not what happened in my marriage at all. Like why it ended by any means. Wait, what? Oh, what? Oh, no. what? I, I used to share with y'all all the time that Ben could not close drawers. That's why you divorced him. No, oh. but I was like you. You he flies an airplane. Figure, it's not but that. we can be good at some things and not good at others. Push and tour in. I'm wildly skilled at certain performance aspects, but in some parts of my personal life, I'm a disaster. And you would think, wait, they're kind of connected. They're not. One person said a divorce did happen because the husband said, look, I'm the type of person that will purposefully mess up so that they won't ask me to do it again. Amen. I think <laughs> some of you guys do that in this show, too. Anyway. All right, what else? Okay. I have weird hacks for sleeping in this summer heat. Okay. The first one is freezing your pajamas. 
But if it's hot, why are you wearing pajamas? Oh, because they say don't sleep naked. That's a well, common... I don't sleep naked either. That hurts me. I like pin things down. But I'm saying you can sleep in underwear... Well, it says if you sweat, it collects on your skin and it's better to have it absorbed by clothes. So wear something loose fitting and light that's made of natural fibers like cotton. Yeah, here's the hat. Don't wear full body pajamas like Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. We don't have to wear have to- flannel, but like you can have on like a little Silk? shirt, shorts, whatever. But they say if you put your pajamas in a plastic bag, toss them in the freezer, uh, you can do and the same thing. how do you thing. get in them if they're frozen like ice? They're just hard. Yeah, they that's kind of cold. Yeah, yeah. That's if you wet them and put them in the freezer. Well, that's what I did. I took your advice and that's what I did. <laughs> no, if you just put them in a bag and put them in the freezer and your pillowcase too when you pull them out it's going to feel I'm really never good gonna when do you that. get in bed. I'm never going to put my stuff in the fridge or freezer. My pillowcases. Go ahead. Okay. Don't share covers. If you sleep with a significant other think about using separate blankets because it keeps their body heat away from you. Mm, I don't think that would go very well. Okay. What else? Lunchbox does that? Yeah but he sweats. He has like some sort of like full body diarrhea every night in his bed. <laughs> and the final right? one. I, well, I used to have full body diarrhea in no, my no, bed. So yes. You don't anymore? It doesn't happen anymore? I mean, I still sweat every once in a while, but not as, no, back then it was like I was running five miles and I'd have to crazy. Put a towel down. I wonder what was really wrong with you. Was Tuberculosis. It when you had, yeah. STD. Because once I started taking the pills, Stopped immediately. Birth control pills? No. Yeah. No, TB pills, man. No, take uh, one every day for nine months. Oh. The final tip is leave your hair damp. Take a shower before bed. Don't dry your hair, and you won't be as hot. That's dumb. <laughs> See, I didn't make these up. It's like put ice under your armpits before you fall asleep. Yeah, all these are kind of... They're all dumb. Turn the air down. How about that? Pay a little more... Pay, pay slightly more on your electric bill. All right, what else? Okay, Garth Brooks played this show in Texas. No, he didn't. Yeah, I was going to get there. I know. Wait, wait, what are you guys talking about? I wouldn't do it. It's just political. Oh, okay, okay. I wouldn't do it. Okay. It's just political. Do you want me to say the story? Because I thought... It's just, I don't want anybody yelling at us because it's political. You can do it. Fine. Wait, we're, we're on. Go. Well, I just think that it's like, you know, oh, you know, being competent, like you're running a state, right? The governor of Texas... <laughs> Reposted the thing where it's like Garth Brooks booed off stage at Cowboy Fest or something. The 123rd annual Texas Country Jamboree. Because Garth Brooks was like, we're going to have all the beers at my place. I don't care about Bud Light or what anyone's little deal is. We're all inclusive. I don't care who you are. We love you. Right? Yeah. And so a lot of people get upset about that. So someone did a parody, like acting like Garth Brooks got booed off. And the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, posted it like, ha ha. It didn't happen. (laughs) It was fake. Garth Brooks is the most loved guy ever. He's the best guy. And so it was all fake, but the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, posted it like it was real. And everybody's like, you're a governor. Mm. Why are, and, and, and I agree, this is not political, but people will take it as political. And you ain't coming to the show for politics, and we ain't giving it to you. But I did see that. And yeah. what are you doing? I don't care what side you're on. It's just like, yes, no, that, I mean, because this, this, the town listed where this fake jamboree was, the jamboree's not even real, but the town listed isn't even a real town in Texas. It's all fake. The whole that thing. It shows you that people running these big offices, they don't even look. They're just like us. They're just slapping crap together. And, and it was a quote retweet. And, and then, said, well, you're the governor. Why does that even matter? Why are you worried about that? It's, first of all, it's not real. Mm. Second of all, who cares? Like, what are you trying to prove? I think he wanted to say these words, go woke, go broke. That is rhyme. That's kind of fun <laughs> to say. Like, it says rhyme. It is kind of fun to say anything rhyming. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, it's it's the whole culture <laughs> online where I have to stay off of the For You page on Twitter. I just look at my following because that's all it is, is people screaming at each other. It's even worse. But okay. Well, Ray, would you talk to Garth about that or no? Uh, definitely not. No. That's awkward. Garth is the greatest. He's like the nicest, most awesome dude. And that's all. And it didn't happen. And the governor in that situation was an idiot.
and it didn't matter what side he's on. You post a you post an article from the Onion and act like it's real. <laughs> you're an idiot. And I think I've done that too before at one point in my life. I think we all have, and we've all been an idiot at one point. All right, is that it? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news with Bobby. Tell me something good. Last week, a lady named Dana was driving home after visiting her mother-in-law. She's driving along. She's a garage on fire in Grand Junction, Colorado. Black smoke. So she pulled in, not super close to the house, but close enough. I was like, hello. Nobody yelled back, but then she heard animals barking. So she's like, wait. She walks closer, and she sees there's a German shepherd in the garage. And so she's like, oh, man. Somehow we got to get this dog out of here. It started to get hotter. There were little pops from in the garage, too. There was a propane tank in there. Oh, yeah. That's like a movie. Like, it gets closer to the propane tank. <laughs> so that's what happened. They kind of went in, uh, knocked it open, went in and saved the dog. The building is a complete loss, but the dog is alive. The people got their dog back, and they were a mess because they're so happy that their dog was saved. But, yeah, the building was completely destroyed, but the dog is safe, and they said the building could be replaced since the dog couldn't. Yeah. But that's her pulling over because she saw a fire. Wow. And then went in and actually, if there's fire getting near a propane tank, I don't know how, far, how close I'm going. It's going to blow I don't, up. I'm going to be Eddie in there, and I'm like, Eddie, hey, buddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's what? a propane tank. <laughs> what do you mean to do here? Good luck. Remember that time you saw you? Man, man, I thought, I thought I was going to be a hero, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knocked on doors. Nobody was answering. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that barn's on fire. It was a tobacco smokehouse. Hey, remember that time you set your house on fire? <sighs> yeah, it wasn't me. It was, oh, yeah. Um, Wait, what? The boys I had over mm. in in junior high. My mom was out of town. Ugh. Oh, they threw something and, on the roof, and, right? Yeah, a cigarette or something. It was a really hot summer day in Texas. And, yeah, our wooden shingle, it just caught it on fire. And I didn't, I, for, for whatever reason, it was in the Austin American Statesman that I was in the attic playing with matches. <laughs> I was not. Idiots. Irresponsible yeah. journalists. But I mean, I guess maybe that's Mainstream what you were saying other than like, well, I ha- my mom was out of town and I had friends over I wasn't supposed to and they threw a cigarette on the roof. So. you have any fire stories? Oh, yeah, a lot. Oh, no, 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 not the big your, I know your brother. Yeah, my brother burned two and a half acres of the woods <laughs> playing with old lighters and socks. Yeah. Uh, I used to go down to the ditch and we would burn things and, you know, those big bags of leaves. Uh, we took one of those down there and we were burning them under the street, like the tunnel, and smoke's billowing out of the tunnel. And my buddy Scott was like, let's just throw the whole bag on there. And we threw the whole bag. And I mean, it was smoke was and all of a sudden I hear, hey, it was the fire department. They were up there. And I looked at Aaron and Forrest and Scott and I said, boys, we got to go. Put our hoodies up, ran straight into the woods. Scott ran the other way. So they never saw Scott. They tracked us down. They caught you? They Went around knocking door to door and talking to neighbors. Who are the people that makes trouble in the neighborhood? And they called my house, and I happened to answer. You were one of the people that came to mind when it was trouble? 100%. Yeah. Little white criminals. They knew. We had a reputation. And the fire department called my house, and I happened to answer the phone. I was like, no, I wasn't down there. Cool. All right. Bye. Thought I got away with it. They called back the next day. Got a hold of my dad. Whew. And then I... uh, the name what happened though with your dad? He whooped you? No, he was just like, "Did you do that?" And I was like, "Yeah, but it's a controlled fire, man." He was like, "Okay, don't be an idiot." Uh, and then the neighbors across the street, we shot like bottle rockets into their garage, what and we didn't earth? know, and we left. And I guess they had laundry sitting out in front of the washer and dryer, and it had caught on fire. And luckily, they had gone out and they smelt it, and they went out there and put it out before it caught the whole house on fire. Oh uh, yeah, it was bad. We we're 
We did some. Did they know you did it? Yeah, they came, when I came riding back from the baseball card shop, my mom was standing in the front yard with her. You say it's controlled bottle rocket. And I was like, they're like, you know, you could have burned our house down. And my mom was not happy. She goes, wait till your father gets home. And then what'd he say? Uh, grounded for a week, but then it turns into like grounded for an hour. You know. There you go. We played fire a lot, man. Yeah. I know that I think about it. Hey, that's what it's all about right there. <laughs> that was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.